Good afternoon. This is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse, Episode 3. I'm Steve Morton, and today's episode is a multi-planiverse. Getting on with two or more planners. And I'm here with... Karina Tovmasian. Good afternoon, Steve. Good afternoon. Wonderful weather outside, but it's nice to be in the warm today, I must admit. Anyway, today we've got the wonderful topic of using more than one planner at the same time. Well, not necessarily at the same time, but, you know, use, you know, having more than one in one use. In conjunction, say, in conjunction with one another. In conjunction, another, that's the better yeah. word. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Um, I wouldn't exclude this down to owning more than one planner, though, <laughs> because I would be very guilty of that sin. <laughs> Now, well, before but, we start now, we have to do the count. What is what is your count, Steve? If you share your number, I'll share mine. It's over 50. It's the over 50. Num- over 50. I don't honestly <laughs> know without getting the spreadsheet out and checking it up to date enough. Uh, my last it, count had me at 13. Oh, well, that's, that's quite modest, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the amount of increase in the last year hasn't been hasn't been too huge, though, so... But anyway, we'll get on to why I have so many another time, maybe. Sure. We're quickly, swiftly, swiftly moving on. Just, sure. <laughs> but actually in use at any one time, is it's, it's a, a topic that sort of arises a lot. And I know um, I've seen a lot of people, we've, we've done sort of a question as to, what else do you use your Filofax for? Right. Um, on Filofax before now. And that raises all sorts of um, suggestions for um, other uses, you know, like storing recipes and um, stuff for the house. Exercise logs. Finances and all this sort of thing. So they, they sort of compartmentize um, sections of people, their lives right. within an actual exclusive binder just purely for that purpose. That, I think, is, you know, is a pretty good idea because it helps you focus, I suspect, um, on a topic if you've got something to, um, you know, the the content is just purely around one subject. Well, actually, I've, I've blogged about this. I've called it the modular lifestyle design. And so the idea is to find the moving bits of your life and as you said establish or dedicate a planner or binder to that to each one of those moving bits so that if you have 10 planners sitting up on your shelf you know for example just at the first glance that the red binder is for exercise the blue binder is for recipes Mm. the the green binder is for the house and so on Mm -hmm. and so you would be able to dedicate and have an ongoing tracking system for the subject matter that you want to track and define for yourself. And I've often suggested this to my clients because it's a very good way of being able to keep track of not just what doesn't work, but what works. Surprisingly, Mm. most people are hesitant to want to track what works. And I, I suggest to them that they do that because that's a very good way of finding out how easy it is to fix what doesn't work. If you Mm. see the parts of your life that are moving, if you're, for example, if you're finding that your finances are right on track and you have no trouble keeping track of them, keep track of them so that you see how easy it is for you and what, what is it, what formula are you using so that you're on track 
on top on top of that as opposed to for example if your fitness is not on track you know what is it that you're doing differently with your finances that you need to be doing with your fitness mm. so you know sort of keeping some idea of you know where it, it does all your money disappear to each other. <laughs> right right <laughs> <laughs> And, it's those you know, <laughs> yeah and you know your exercise regime might be around you know what worked in terms of weight loss or fitness um you know tracking how many kilometers or miles you're running in any one time if you're building up to something you know you're following a training regime of some description you had that at some but, point right are you still using your little fitbit or whatever you had Oh, yeah, I still use my Fitbit, but that's just, I don't actually keep a sort of paper record of what that does. It just sort of bleats at me and um, tells me <laughs> how poor, you know, how, how slow I am at times. But, but one could, you know, one could tra- technically track all that. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. You can record an awful lot of stuff with one of those, but um, I don't use it for that purpose. I mm. get very annoyed when I leave the thing on the side and don't put the damn thing on, but that's another story. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, the, the whole idea of um, having, say, a separate organiser for, say, use in the kitchen for recipes and what have you, yeah. you wouldn't want to have your best expensive um, leather-bound organiser right. amongst all the flour and, you know, humid atmosphere, would you? Right. So it, it, that would most probably be best suited to something that's a bit more synthetic. I know everybody um, used to laugh at me with my apex. I know, right, they hated the fact that I had the apex. It was a horrible uh, style that Filofax had created. I loved my little apex. It was so good. And exactly for this reason, because I could chuck it about. Water would fall yeah. on it, things would fall on it, and it would not get stained ever. It would look quick wipe and we yeah. were done. Cheap and cheerful, yeah. as they say. You could always laminate the pages inside even, couldn't you? So you just dunk the whole thing. <laughs> sure. What I used to do, though, when I kept recipes in my Apex, is I just put the whole thing in a see-through plastic bag yeah. and, and put that in a book stand. So it was clear to me what, what I was working off of, and I wouldn't worry about splatter. You can actually get um, Perspex book stands where you actually put the book yes. behind it. So you've got a, like a Perspex surface in front of the book. So you know when you're throwing bits of flour and what have you around on the uh, worktop it, it doesn't really matter really it right even protects ordinary ordinary cookbooks that way as well now do you use so, more than one one planner steve yeah i tend to use um an a5 and an a6 at the moment um a5 at home a6 to carry around with me um that seems to work best although you know, my usage isn't sort of typical, I don't think, uh, compared to most people. If I was working, actually going to an office, per se, I think I would make better use now um, of the two planner setup than I actually did when I only used one planner and I actually did go to an office each day, which sounds crazy. But I now think back and think, I wasn't even using it properly then compared to, you know, how I would use it now or, you know, having sort of immersed myself in having to sort of um, make better use of uh, a planner just to organize life without work um i think if i was back in work again now i would actually make better use of it than i did at the time but anyway well i think you're making my point for me my next point is that actually with refinement with the ability to curate our lives and understand or taking time to do the planner planning Mm. 
we are able to then take a look and see what purpose our planners are serving. And so I think now that you are away from work, you can clearly identify how to make a work planner work <laughs> and, yeah. and incorporate that because hindsight is always the ability to go back and um, review the lessons learned from previous mm. examples. And I think that's a good point for our listeners to be able to consistently refine and edit and curate how your planner is working for you now. Because if it's not working, you have to change something. Otherwise, it's going to mm. con continue to not work for you. And whilst I've used two planners now for all oh, five years or so or more, possibly longer than that even, um, I actually think, you know, if 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 someone said, right, next month, Steve, you can only use one planner, mm. just the one, you put the other one to one side for a month, just dedicate using just one. Now, which one would I choose? Good question. Mm. Difficult question. Uh, most probably I would stick with the A5 as the one I would use um, simply because I've got used to using that size more than I have personal or A6 on its own. But either way, I could actually, I'm pretty sure I could actually get away with using just one. Might get a bit of struggle for space on the page occasionally and that really would be putting my own theories to the test in a lot of ways in that you know deciding on a size to use in actually pushing yourself into um using just one size for a number of weeks mm. would actually sort of test it to the full if anything of the two planners that i currently use the a6 is underused mm. um, certainly the A5 is fully used, really. Uh, you know, if 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 you wanted to look, at, say, right, well, where do you where do you mainly record things? It's mainly in the A5. So now, the A6. I, I know that you, unlike me, use two calendars, correct? You have one in the A6 and in the A5. Yeah. And, yes. And so you sit, you set up a time during the week to sync them. Yes. Or, or you do as you go along, or how does that work for you? I tend to do it as I go along, but definitely sort of Monday morning or last thing Sunday evening, I start taking forward from this week into next week stuff that I've not finished on the tasks front, because my life tends to be more task orientated than um, appointment orientated. And I will also just sort of sit down and go through to make sure that I've got all the forthcoming appointments for the next two or three weeks, if you like, in the A6. Because the only real time I use the A6 um, is not necessarily at home. It's mainly uh, away from home. And that isn't that often, really. Mm. Um, like, you know, we're going to be meeting up in a couple of weeks' time. I'll only have the A6 with me. I won't be carrying the A5 with me to, to Brussels. You're not going to help heavy. us make that uh, planner pile heavy? Oh, I shall have some with me. I see. Okay, very good. I'm carrying some with me too. I'm excited to see yeah. you there, Steve. So I, I use only one calendar though, and I refuse to sync my calendars because I'm also using a digital calendar to mm. help keep me um, connected. I have family members in the in the home that need to be kept abreast of what's going on. And those are things that I don't necessarily need to track 
in my planner. It's nice mm-hmm. if I've been able to sync them, but I really don't need to know which alternate week weeks are recycling day in my planner, as opposed to yep. it's fine if it resides in my computer because that's usually when the alert comes up mm-hmm. that I have a recycling week coming up. Um, I don't like to sync calendars, and so I do have multiple planners. I do use multiple planners. I use an A5. I use a traveler's um, notebook, my Giulio Giramondo, and I use a Giulio Mia Cara medium for mm-hmm. my daily uh, carry about satellite planner. But I find that in the medium planner, the carry daily planner, I have more of a wallet configuration with taskings or to-do lists that carry that I carry with me as opposed to my A5 um which is also Julio. Uh, I I carry my calendar there, but it's also the master task lists and the actual strategy and the layout of how I'm going to accomplish and the priorities with which those mm-hmm. taskings exist. So the the A5 tends to be more of the hub where all the plans mm-hmm. exist, and then I break apart and uh, designate those plans into the smaller planner which then I have with me. And I know on any given day what, what needs to be done. I, I prefer this system. I, I used to work with a desk fax as well. And now I use the desk fax. Uh, and I, I simply prefer it because it's got nine rings. It's just such a perfect size for daily uh, paper use. Uh, mm-hmm. And as you said, the real estate, the bigger the paper, the more thought I find that I can get my thoughts out clearer. And so mm-hmm. I can plan better and come up with strategies for how to project plan and so on. But yeah, so the desktop serves as a, a client uh, content holder. But I find I used to switch a lot from A5 to medium size or personal size. I, I really think the rings make a big difference because if, if I had smaller rings and I found myself relying more on the A5, if my personal size had smaller rings. And so once I got bigger rings in my personal size, then I found myself relying less and less on the A5 and being able to mm-hmm. have a heavier content in my handbag carry. Yeah. What do you think? The, um, the thing I found with um, having the A6 is, and I sometimes find myself with, say, half an hour or so to um, sort of, you know, waste some time, you know, catch up time waiting for someone or waiting for something mm-hmm. to start. And I'll quite often sit then and think, right, what have I got still got to do? You know, I've got no screens around me. I might mm-hmm. have a mobile phone, but that's about it. And I'll I'll just sit there and, you know, jot a few things down as to what I've got to do rest, maybe the rest of later on in the day. Right. Um, or in the next day or the day after that. And quite often some things will get put into the um, A6, which I'll then subsequently, when I get home again, I'll transfer the notes um, into the A5. So they're held sort of centrally, if you like. Right. Um, I also do use iCal as well, I must admit, but um, it's not so, so quite so intensive use. And as far as tasks are concerned, they're only sort of um, repetitive ones that happen either every day or every week. Um, you know, remind me to take medication twice a day um, to check various backups. But I could go on for hours about the, the downfall of these 
damn electronic calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And how we they all don't know, work right? for me. Oh, the demise of the human being. Yes. Um, yes. There isn't enough hours in the day. But um yeah, so a really sort of you know, it's it really is what works for you, I think, at the end of the day. I don't think there's any prescriptive thing that you must only use one or you must use more than one if you need to use more than one then try it you know try and split out some of the um, stuff that you're currently carrying around with you all the time the way i look at it sometimes is do you actually need that bit of information when you're not in at home you know could there be stuff exactly Exactly. you could leave at home and this i think also comes into the area of you know do you have a work planner and do you have a um, a personal one. I know people have tried separating and then they get into a mess with missing, um, you know, they, they double book themselves. Right. That's like keeping double, double calendars in that sense. Um, I do have um, two inserts that I use separately. One is the sort of normal week view, which is the normal run of the mill thing. But I also use a, a monthly um month per day insert purely for blog post planning now that's a completely separate purpose and i don't um carry that one around with me that just stays at home because i don't really need that when i'm away from home i'm not sort of one to be blogging on on the flyers well. <laughs> no, no, and if i'm away away for a couple of days or so i could eat quite easily transfer you know the next sort of week or so's posts into you know a suitable insert if, if need be or just photograph the damn thing if need be to save carrying extra paper right i mean uh, i know from myself I, I keep a log book of logins and passwords for example that's mm. something that i don't need to be carrying with me because if my planner were ever stolen or i've if i've misplaced it somewhere then all of that mm. information is gone I'd rather yeah. have that, but to have it stay at home. So there's that distinction of what needs to be with you at all times and what needs to stay at home. Um, and as far as the work and the personal planners, I think for me, the biggest distinction is you, ultimately, you are the same person doing all of that work. Whether you're working or whether you're conducting your personal life, it's all you. So I feel like it all needs to go on the same calendar. However, I would make an exception if somebody said specifically, I work a fixed number of hours at work and I need to define my tasks at work so that I can split them up throughout the day. So that means that nine through five or whatever the hours that are being worked are specifically dedicated to work, uh, then they would be justified in saying I would have a separate work calendar, a work planner, Mm. because then it's not overlapping. You know, once the work nope. is done, the calendar hours then pick up from where you've completed and you can then go on into your personal planner. But if I work from home and so my personal and work often get mixed over, or they overlap mm. one another. So I have to distinguish. And for me, having that one calendar is the ultimate refinement in being able to manage my time and understand where I'm going to be and how much time each project is going to take. I, I also feel, and I don't know how you feel about this. I think this would be a question I'd ask you once I answer it is I have this intrinsic desire to see if I can get myself down into one planner. 
kind of like the Ray Blake, my life in one place, all my life mm. in one place, all of my existence in one six rings mechanism. Do you have that desire within you to try and get it down to what fit it, fit everything in? As I said, I, I could do it, you know, just just like that. Oh, you've settled in though, right? You've settled in. Yeah, with your uh, I, I, it, I, you mentioned Ray. I nearly typed my life all over the place. <laughs> we have a good <laughs> laugh once in a while, like that. All my life, all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> that right. would be my equivalent of his. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I could actually, you know, if you said to me, right, this week you you can only use one planner. Yes, I could do that. I I would have to use a different man bag to carry it round in, <laughs> of course. Um, but I do have bags that will take an A5 planner in. Yeah, you know, this is, uh, you know, if you go around buying all these different size planners, you have to have bags to carry them around in. You Indeed. And I'm just as guilty. You know, how many bags have I got? We won't go there. Well, that'll be another episode. Which bags for which size planners, I suppose. Um, But yeah, Yeah. I I find that for my existence and and what I've been doing with my planners, my goal is to eventually get everything down into one planner. But even so, I still struggle with, do I need to carry all of this around with me? Mm. I don't need to know what my master task lists are for every single month of the year. Because on any given day, I'm not going to need all that. That needs to stay at home oh. for my brain to have a brain dump and enjoy that. Yeah. As, and in your situation, you're diff- dealing with lots of different clients, aren't you? So you must want to sort of compartmentize those different clients with, you know, all the bits of information together with each one sort of thing. So I can even imagine, you know, not necessarily going for a separate organizer per se but certainly separate sections within an organizer yeah and that's what i have done i've created separate tabs and i've advised my clients to do the same when they start struggling with what 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 do you mean do i have to have seven different planners now and i say no no hold on you can actually have seven different tabs in your one planner Mm. and keep track that way and only keep one or two pages of that section in there at any given time I don't know so how people do your, that. I have your, to have modest, <laughs> your modest number of only 13 gives you one per month, doesn't it? Yes, with one Because I could have one per week. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have more. I think my count was up to 27 at one point. Mm. Um, and I realized that I had been collecting for collecting's sake as opposed yeah. to using more than one. And I, I did the obvious, most annoying question, I think you've been asked this too, is what do you do with all of them? It's kind of like when someone walks into your library and they say, have you read all these books? Yeah, it's yeah. just sort of like, <laughs> no, I just keep them there for decor, right? Uh, yeah. No, it's just like clothes or shoes or coats. You don't use the same shoes every day, do you? No. you? You change them about because you don't want to wear them out. And also uh, different shoes are made for different, functions Mm. you wouldn't be wearing your snow boots in the middle of summer so similarly uh, i think planners are made with different materials and we can interchange them as we use our different clothing as well i think so far on this one we've we've talked a lot i think not quite exclusively but mainly about using um, ring bound organizers do you find yourself also mixing bound and ring bound? So sort of the, yes. the traveler's notebook type thing and 
um, a sort of you know, the normal sort of ring bound organizer for different purposes. I do, and it's interesting. I, I'm very drawn to the bound traveler's notebook style when I'm journaling or when I'm taking specific trips because I know those packing lists and those places where I've been if I'm going to revisit them are are forever bound. They're not going to be shifted around in some mm. uh, ringed mechanism um, or, or the paper's not going to be ripped out. I, I, I have a tendency to think that my rings are going to go awry if I travel with them. So I'm very careful to not travel on long trips if I can avoid mm. it. On this trip, when I'll be seeing you, I'll probably bring you a couple of samples of my own ring, uh, ring planners. But mm. the bound planners have their purpose and it seems almost semi-permanent. I don't know how else to explain that. I have yeah. my Christmas lists in there. I have um, traditions and rituals, things that don't change or things that mm -hmm. can get cyclical. I enjoy having them in a bound planner for just... Yeah. I, well, as I mentioned um, last time, I use a bound uh, Quo Vadis planner yeah. for my journal, which, you know, one year I have a book. It's around about A5 size end of the year it just gets sort of stored in the cupboard with the rest of them um but that's really the only sort of one that i'm sort of dedicated to but i've i also use um traveler's notebooks a couple of notebooks maybe in a in, i know some people use sort of crazy numbers um but for instance this podcast i'm using a notebook in a traveler's notebook cover for making notes through the week um, when we send each other stuff I just jot things down so it's got a home in there and it's well it's more or less once it's done it's sort of you know the episode is out of the way it's history this you know once we get to the end of the thing that notebook I shall just I don't know what I shall do with it because um, will I need to refer back to it I don't know any but um, it, it's handy sort of thing for sort of to sort of compartmentize the thing that, right, I'm now going to sit down and sort of think about this week's topic sort of thing. And it sort of isolates it in that sort of sense, I suppose. But um, there was no sort of, oh, I must use this or I must use that to it. It just seemed convenient. Really. Right. And I found myself this week writing my ideas down in the ring, ringed uh, planner. And oddly enough, just today I was thinking I need to transfer my notes over into the bound Chiramondo because mm. I feel like it becomes a reference manual that is yeah. stored and bound as opposed to the ring planner, which can get shifted about. And it isn't that mm. the purpose of a ring planner to be able to move things around and, yeah. and uh, alternate. So I want to make sure that we have um, our, our uses picked up and we understand that for me, for example, I, I put my ideas down on the A5 and all of a sudden I found myself needing the bound planner and realized that I would like to have this as a reference module for, you know, a year later. If we're, once we're done with this podcast, I want to be able to go back and reference the materials that you and I came up with. Yeah, so I think in conclusion, we haven't come to any conclusion, have we? <laughs> <laughs> that there, is no, there are no rules. You make the rules yourself, really. Um, we've just given you some ideas, I think, as to, well, if you were using more than one, you might want to do it this way. But you don't have to. You can literally zoom in and given the flexibility of a ring bound planner, you could easily be moving sections in and out of that planner if if 
you were capacity limited that is or if you don't want to carry a huge amount of weight around with you so shall we move on to tips for the week yeah let's do tips let's do tips so what tip have i got i'm i'm gonna have to think think off the top of my head here now because i've not really prepared anyone well i've 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 got a tip steve i've got a go with yours first right let's do that it's like ordering at the cafe i'll order first and by the time i'm done ordering you've already sorted out what you need so i hope the, (laughs) the biggest tip that i can offer our listeners this week is understanding that the more planners you have the more complicated you're creating your planning system and so ultimately a planning system is meant to streamline and simplify your life. If you find yourself struggling with your planning system, you have overcomplicated it. Take things out, remove things. Remove one planner, remove one tab, remove something if you feel you're overdoing it or if you have a planner failure. That is my biggest tip. Steve, do you have yeah. something? And I completely agree with that one. <laughs> <laughs> the, so my, my thoughts for this week is if you are um, using more than one planner dedicate a particular time in the week to make sure that if you do have duplicate information then the two are in sync with each other and it doesn't necessarily mean two ring bound planners let's say if you have a paper planner and an electronic calendar dedicate a particular time in the week that you keep both of those in sync with each other so where can we find you on the net you can find me at the streamlinedlife.blogspot.com and you can find me steve morton at filofaxi.com or travelersnotebooktimes.com and thank you all for listening thank you see you next time